0: And we're back. Hello, this is The Digital Loop, Season 2, Episode 14. We're off for a few weeks uh, uh, for our mid-season break.
1: Hello, Ivan, how are you? Hi, Paul. Really, really happy to be back. Uh, yes, uh, finally we are back after this small break that we had for a couple of weeks. And really looking forward to the show and uh, and to get back to the whole Digital Loop movement.
0: <laughs>
1: so talking about movement and Digital
0: Loop, we're talking about digital. Uh, you came up with an idea of uh, for the uh, for the topic of this show, have, and I, I call the show the Facebook frenemy. Frenemy is a contraction between friend and enemy, uh, because of course friends, you know, kind of relate with with Facebook, but there's been a lot of controversy about Facebook. There's always been controversy about Facebook, but now brands are kind of hesitating about their use of Facebook, and I want you to. Introduce a bit this uh, topic and why you thought it was a good one for this show.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, something that probably many marketers are starting to, 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 to uh, get familiar with is the fact that no long ago, a couple of weeks ago, there was a big change in the H-Rank algorithm. Uh, meaning, uh, in the past, uh, the way uh, the edge rank works is that of the stuff that you post in your Facebook pages, uh, about 12 to 15 percent was uh, 12 to 15 percent of the people that like your page actually have access to to your content um, if you ha- wanted to get a bigger reach you had to pay for the advertising for Facebook advertising and if you think about that, that's pretty much how they make the money um, and you know a lot of people didn't like that but okay everybody accepted that a couple of weeks ago they made the changes they made changes and now from 12 to 15 percent it has gone down to 2 percent. And a lot of people are panicking, a lot of people, a lot of brands, a lot of brand managers, a lot of marketing directors are starting to freak out that oh my god Facebook is not free anymore, now we have to pay, what's wrong with this, ah Zuckerberg you are evil and stuff like this. Uh, In the last couple of weeks I had conversations with people in the industry and uh, I heard from, you know, Facebook is dead, uh, uh, Facebook is no longer relevant, how dare them charge me to get reach the people that like my page. And, and you know, I was thinking that, you know, this is a very good interesting discussion because, yes, now, if you want to reach people, you have to pay. Now, only a small fraction of the people that actually like your page will have access to your page. And this has a big this could have a big impact on the way co- brands uh, communicate and connect with their with their with their friends friends with their uh, followers.
0: Some numbers I found a few articles about that. Uh, there was so it's, it's all about the feed. So basically, is when you log in on Facebook as a user, what do you see on the feed? You know what the algorithm that uh, that the end rank, the algorithm that Facebook uh, works with shows you as a user. And it's, it's true that pages were higher. There's a few numbers here that I found. Uh, it's called uh, a website called Edge Rank Checker, and he said that the organic reach per fan uh, has declined. It was in February 2012; it was 16%. Uh, November 2013, it was around 10, and March 2014 is around 6.5. Uh, these are just numbers, but basically, like you just said, there's a clear decline in how uh, pages can reach the. Uh, uh the user I would say my, 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 my opinion and I'm I'm gonna be the little devil advocates here probably uh, talking about maybe the user you're gonna be the brand I I think that I think Facebook every time a, a, a user logs in has to choose about from from about oh, 1,500 posts. So there's like pictures, updates from your friends, page of course updates, uh, movies, whatever all the little stuff that you see when you log in every time you log in, or every time you check your newsfeed, more, more likely, there's a, a 1,500 uh, items on average that the algorithm has to choose from. So obviously, uh, Facebook has to make a choice here, and I understand that brands are a bit like, oh wow, well, you know, we had a better reach before, now we have less, but the problem is that people have more and more friends, probably I also have liked more and more stuff over time, so at some point you arrive at a problem where there's like too much content, and we also know that on the one side, of course, and you're uh, you're very right to actually talk about this topic because we hear it, and I hear as well. Brands kind of questioning how do we actually get engagement on Facebook since now it's very hard to reach the users. But at the same time, you have another debate which are users telling, "Oh, there's too much crap content." There was another little controversy a few uh, weeks ago. That you know there is uh, you probably heard about all these these um, these uh, sites like I think Upworthy and uh, they basically it's sites that uh, you know usually they display just a video they say oh look how cool this is they have a very catchy type of, of 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 title oh you won't believe this check you won't believe this check and people are starting to be a little bit okay there's too much of this and this is not I'm starting to use the term this is crap this, meaning it's I'm not saying that the content itself is is bad. But probably repetition of that kind of content was too much for users to say. Okay, I'm not. E- Basically, the problem that Facebook has is that you want people to keep coming, logging in, and keep coming, checking your feed. So if you don't see stuff from your friends and stuff that is interesting, it actually makes it harder. So this is where the predicament is, I guess. I don't know if you agree, Ivan, with uh, what, I, what
1: I just yeah, said. Yeah, I mean, I How do agree with. The problem is also that brands uh, they kind of got used to 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 the fact of of you know this is they see Facebook as a distribution channel for their content. Uh, They don't see it as an opportunity to connect and interact. And if you think about it, the users do not go to Facebook to become friends with a shoe. Uh, You know, they go to Facebook to kill time. They go to Facebook to connect. They go to Facebook to share news, pictures, photos. Uh, uh, They go to Facebook to, you know, to waste time as well. So the fact that you know brands—I mean, there is when you have the clash of 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 interest that you know users they want to they want to have a completely different experience that brands want. The, the 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 brands that I think that get it are the brands that actually are trying to you know match the interest of the users with their interest. Um, problem is that there are not many of that. And now with these changes again, you know. Uh, you know, a, a, a lot of marketers, because I have, I have been speaking with some of the marketers, they are starting to see the fact that uh, they are taking it to the extreme. Like I had a conversation with a, a colleague that works in another uh, in an agency uh, that he was saying that, you know, now this is the end because it doesn't make any sense to, to, to uh, create interesting content if nobody's going to watch it. Now the only people that are going to reach are the people paying. Meaning, most likely, it's going to be crappy content that you know the brands with big budgets have the money to to to, to push it forward. Uh, and I guess that's, that's too extreme. Uh, that's that's something that I think is a mistake that a lot of marks brands are, are are taking. That the second mistake I think is a lot of brands are uh, dependent on Facebook. They have made the big mistake. Of putting all their eggs in one basket. This is something that I've been recommending to clients for a long time. You need to own your own piece of virtual real estate. You need to have your own website. You need to have your own blog. You need to have your own platform, where you control, where you own the platform. And you can control all the all, all your content. I always, you know, I mention in many in many conferences. I say if Max Zuckerberg has a bad day and decides to unplug Facebook. And that's the only thing you have. You are in big trouble. You need to really build your own uh, platform. You need to build your own list, uh, email, etc. You need to create your own piece of real estate. And, yes, use Facebook. Take advantage of the Facebook platform, but not depend just on that. So the brands that are depending on Facebook, and now yeah. they have to pay to reach the same people that they were reaching for free just a few weeks ago, they are the ones that are, like, upset about it. But, hey, you know, if you think about it Facebook is a private company it was a public company but you know it's they can do whatever you want.
0: Yeah I do I do agree actually uh, since you mentioned brands actually quitting I mean uh, hesitating about uh, uh, their strategy on Facebook I'm gonna address uh, the eggs in the hole in the same basket a bit later probably in the show because uh, there's much more I want to say about that but talking just to send on the topic of, of Facebook for a little bit, uh, there's a, there's a, a company called Charity Engine that uh, actually quit Facebook, I think it was probably last year, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not absolutely sure, I don't remember, I'll find it and I'll probably put the link uh, down uh, on the digitalloop.co after the, this show. Uh, so they quit Facebook and they said, because I, 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 they said that uh, not only they had to pay, which was uh, uh, the problem we're assessing right now. But they were also not sure about the quality of the likes they were getting, and there was this video that was uh, that was going uh, making the rounds. Uh, I think it was probably a few two months, mm-hmm. ago, two mm-hmm. months ago. it was called Facebook fraud, I think. Um, and the, this guy went on to saying he created uh, this this uh, fake, fake page, oh, yeah, it, yeah. fake page, virtual bagel, I think it was a uh, bag, and, and he tried, you know, to see how the engagement. I mean, to kind of test all the uh, all the all the the hurdles that a company does wants to create a page has to do pay paying for uh, likes etc etc and what he said basically uh, that that most of the likes were coming from people that there was like he pretended I'm not going to say that it's true because it's still debated that Facebook was a big game in the system uh, meaning that he you, you was getting a lot of likes on his page but from people from. Random countries, like you said, I think you mentioned Pakistan, but others are yeah. like Bangladesh and Egypt and India. Uh, meaning that it's it uh, in Virtual Bible, because that's that's that has to be that has to be pointed out uh, is a company that is it's it's a shop that is based and located in London. That that was the point. Why would some? Why would so many people from Pakistan or whatever? And that's not a problem about where the, the people are coming from. Actually liking this page, and uh, so. Was it a system? Was it actually Facebook They were? The, the topic was click farms. Are there other click farms? I'm sure they are. Are they organized by Facebook? I don't think so. But it's, it's certainly true that I'm sure they are. You can, you, can buy, you can buy likes. Besides actually paying for to promote your page on Facebook, you can buy yourself likes. It's very easy to find them. You just Google it. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should do that, but I don't think it's a good idea. And you have click farms. Paying, clicking, clicking. People pay to click on all the likes. The thing is. One of the reasons that uh, Facebook has just changed the algorithm is also to answer this problem. Is because why would you uh, click on a random page? So let's say, for instance, I've never checked, to be honest, I'm a very bad brand manager here. I've never checked the quality of our likes on the Digital Loop page on Facebook. But if you're a click farm, so if you, if, let's say, that Ivan and I were to buy uh, uh, likes for our page, if I'm the click farm and I'm clicking, I cannot just not click on the clients that uh, pay me to buy, because otherwise, clearly Facebook would flag me and say, okay, this is not a normal behavior. You're only yeah. clicking uh, from a single kind of location on that page or that set of pages. So not, these click farms, what they do is not only they click on a lot of uh, – on, on the on the Clients that they need to click for, but also completely randomly on other pages. So they can actually kind of drown the the, the the signal into the noise. They can actually they click to a lot of stuff that is not relevant because they paid to click for some stuff that is actually uh, relevant for them. I mean th- that's what they pay for. Again, I'm not I don't want to enter uh, probably uh, the debate about click farms and uh, and how is it? Uh, it's clearly a bad strategy. But you have to also realize that Facebook being so big, more than a billion users, more than a billion actually mobile users now, uh, there will be people tempted tempted to, to game the system. And this is happening. And this is also why I mentioned at first the problem of actually having too much information to display to the users. A second issue is actually the one uh, really relevant to actually how, what kind of content and how can you beat those guys uh, trying to game the system. This is exactly like Google uh, Google Search altering its, uh, its search algorithm to actually uh, play against the people who are uh, doing best, uh, bad bad uh, search engine optimization. That's a that's the same that's the same type of game. So again, I'm not uh, uh, I'm not uh, defending Facebook at all costs. i most I'm saying that. They also have to find a balance between the user satisfa- satisfaction, which is still their prime concern. If, if the users are not satisfied, they will not come back. The brand satisfaction, because this is also a way to get money, because brands pay for ads and also uh, for, for promotion of their pages, and to fight against all those who try to game the system. So this is a kind of difficult path. Uh, I'm going to maybe let you talk, and then I'll come back to uh, to the eggs in the same market. But I don't know if you agree with me on this on this difficulty to, to, to juggle between all these different uh, stakeholders at Facebook.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I totally understand uh, understand where this is coming from. Uh, I mean, there is the, 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 the satisfaction, the user satisfaction element that you just mentioned. There is also the fact that, of course, you know, if, if you want to reach, if you want to promote your posts and your pages, you need to pay for it. And, you know, Facebook being a, 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 uh, stock uh, list, a uh, listed company. You know, they, they, the more money they generate, the better. So there is also that motivation. Um, but more that, from the point of view of Facebook, I think what brands need to understand. Well, this is something that we've been saying in the past that uh, social media is not just Facebook. Uh, and again, yeah. if you are relying and you are dependent on just one platform uh, to 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 connect and to communicate with your users. Uh, that's a big mistake. I think you need to understand, u- users, brands need to understand that the social media ecosystem is much, much more than Facebook. Yes, it's a huge platform, but it's not the only one. You need to understand the behavior of people. Where are your users? Maybe your users are not on Facebook. Maybe your users are in, I don't know, Behance or LinkedIn or Golden Line or, or some other platform. You need to think about where, where you can reach them. And probably this is a good moment for, for brand leaders and for marketers to to sit down and, and do some uh, audit about, okay, where are the other platforms where I could reach and connect with, with my with my users? Um, maybe, maybe it's Instagram, maybe Snapchat, maybe something else. I don't know, Pinterest, Instagram, whatever. Uh, but think about how you can really connect with users in different platforms across the different social media platforms that we have, and, and also think about your own media. How can you have build your own uh, real estate with your own content that you can control? Think about also uh, different distribution channels. Uh, I, have a, I follow, there's a guy that I, I, I'm a huge fan uh, of, him. he's uh, Mitch Joel, he's the, the president of Twisty in in Montreal. Uh, And one of the things that he was talking about not not long ago was the fact how he distributes his content. He has his own blog, he blogs every day, but he realized that, you know, the people that follow his blog, yes, they go every day or every two days to his blog and read the stuff there. But what about all the other people that haven't had contact with him? So he started to post uh, at the Huffington Post, he started to post uh, at uh, Harvard Business Review, He started. Uh, having a, a, a small uh, segment in a radio show on a Monday's, he started. He started to really diversify all these distribution channels in which he's sharing his own content. And as a result, people that have never heard of him now have the opportunity to hear him. Uh, and he's not doing the extra effort of creating extra content. It's just the same content distributed through different platforms. So this is something that you as marketers and you as brand leaders need to think about. It's not just about the the content, but it's about the distribution channels. Think about it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to agree, and at the same time, I'm going to give you a, a little bit of balance. I do agree about the multi-multi uh, channel strategy. Obviously, I mean, putting the eggs in the, the same basket, that you previously said today, is not is never actually a good strategy. And it's true that you have other uh, channels, and you mentioned a few that could be Pinterest, of course, Twitter. Even if any people are talking right now about Twitter. Uh, but and then we'll talk about that in a forthcoming episode because I think it's important because uh, we, we I really want to address that the, the Twitter situation that a lot of people are talking about these days about it not being as good as Facebook. But the point is, first I'm just going to give you, in terms of reach and, uh, in terms of reach and size, Facebook is still a completely you cannot compare it to the rest. It's like. I think there's almost 1.3 billion people using uh, Facebook uh, every month, which is really like a huge number. There's more than 800 million people using Facebook every day, uh, and I think there's—I uh, have to check it because I wrote it down somewhere here. Sorry for that. Yeah, there's a three—a um, uh, million people uh, that use Facebook only from a mobile device, and we've been talking about mobile being a very big shift in platform use in the past episodes. In terms of scale, Facebook is really massive, and so you cannot not think about Facebook. You cannot not think about Facebook, but you're right. Uh, It's not because it's that big, and it's that important, uh, even with the numbers I've said, that you just have to focus on it and say this is the end of it all. It's true. You have to have a multi-stakeholder strategy also you never know how not only Facebook changes its algorithm but I think that's fair game I mean people have to adapt it's like you know television programming or, or, or billboards you can change the for, the ad format there's always, you know things do change I mean you know it's it's the way it's going I think it's a bit too easy to just criticize Facebook Facebook again it has to kind of find ways between you know making revenue to satisfy Wall Street because it's a private company now between the user satisfaction and all these all these balances yes you find but at the same time it's just so a, a brand cannot ignore Facebook, but cannot just focus on Facebook. You're absolutely right. I would I would also uh, add that there was recently, I think it was now a week ago, the F8 conference, which is the big uh, conference that Facebook uh, does uh, every year, which actually announces new initiatives, or tells these numbers I've just mentioned were actually displayed at F8. And uh, there is stuff, you know, you mentioned, Content. You mentioned Mitch Joel and how he actually leverages his content on multiple platforms and multiple channels, and how we said it many times. uh, Marketers have to stop only thinking about content. Content is not only the king. You have to start thinking as a startup. You have to start thinking about. Okay, I create interesting content, create fascinating content. Yes, of course, that's key. That will always be key. If you're boring, nobody will take or care about you. But then there's so much more you can do. And you can actually, I mean apps, and when I say apps, it's not, it's not the only thing about iPhone apps, but having kind of a, a, an app initiative. So it basically create stuff. So you not only like have a page, but why would someone go on your page? Because maybe you can interact with them with a the game, you can interact with them with pause a lot of startups allowing you to do that. Or you can even create your own type of little uh, little apps. Either you outsource. You know, this. We've been talking. Ivan has great examples in the past episodes about brands that have done like crazy stuff. You know, there was this snowboard company doing. I mean, brands have to think a little bit outside. It's like you know. I will take a very simple analogy because it's also something we're going to talk in the next few months, is music. I mean, if you're a band nowadays and you're just putting great music, that's not enough anymore. You have to sell t-shirts and you have to go do live concerts and you have to to create an experience for your users and the same thing happens to brands. It's not enough to have a page, it's not enough to have a multi-channel strategy, maybe you have to create an experience for your users and one of them is actually to create stuff and I said apps. Apps meaning uh, uh, create a, a piece of software that actually interacts with the users. And to come back so to F8, uh, it, there are very good, a very uh, interesting announcements that were made by, by, by Mark Zuckerberg on stage. First of all, this, you know, Facebook logging is used everywhere. I mean, a lot of websites use Facebook logging. Because obviously, with the numbers I've, I've shared before, more than a billion people using it daily, of course, you just log in, you don't have to fill out your details. You click, and you're logged in. There will be an anonymous logging available. And this is one of the biggest pet peeves against Facebook, you know, the privacy issue. So basically, you'll be able to ask for users to, to log in without actually displaying their, their private information. That's something that is actually, if you start thinking about it, maybe some brands are like, oh, but I'm not going to get the information from the users. Yeah, but that's what the users want. You still get them on your platform. At some point, they can decide to reveal their information. So basically. You have to think about uh, Facebook is trying to create, a, I mean, it's already an ecosystem. It's trying to create this whole ecosystem where people, where a lot, all the stakeholders from users can be satisfied enough giving up privacy, but also the brands can leverage it by creating stuff. The developers, of course, by creating applications, because that's one of the other things. Could, there will be app linking, where direct, you could click directly on your newsfeed, click and get to an app, something that brands should think about. Uh, of course, it's a lot of other stuff like uh, stability and, and everything. but. Uh, And there's also the possibility of actually integrating within an app the Facebook Messenger, which is basically messaging between people. That's in an app. So basically, Facebook is not only concentrating on Facebook, so like on Facebook.com or on the mobile uh, site or app of Facebook. It's also allowing all these uh, tools to actually be displayed and used within your own property. So Facebook is not only Facebook, like I have a page and I'm present on Facebook. Facebook is also what are the tools that I can use from Facebook to my own uh, property, whether it's a a website or an application. I'm not going to dwell more into this, but you have to we mention, Ivan and I keep mentioning about experiences and experiences, and I'm not being here a publicist for Facebook, I'm not saying that people should actually use the tools I've just mentioned, I'm saying that Brands have to stop thinking. I'm only displaying content and like you know, spraying and, uh, and pray and like the billboard type of, of of mentality. They have to start thinking about why can I build to create a better experience for my users. Ivan, you took yeah. my punchline, man.
1: <laughs> All right, really yeah, exactly. No, but that's that's, that's ex- exactly what we are talking about. It's about the experience. It's not just about uh, uh, you know, reaching people and hoping that they will click on your page and like your stuff and buy and you get rich and whatever. You know, It's about creating a, a positive experience and it's about adding value. So wrapping it up, for all those of you that are co- confused with these uh, new changes on Facebook, well, think about it. Yes, Facebook is huge. Facebook is not dead. So the two, three guys, if you're watching the show and I spoke with you in the last two weeks, no Facebook is huge Facebook is here to stay now the rules have changed a bit now if you want to reach more people you have to pay that's it you pay you reach that's what it is but doesn't matter how much you pay if your content is crappy is nothing is going to happen if you're not adding any value nothing is going to happen if you're not adding value and creating a positive experience nothing is going to happen so at the end of the day you have to pay to, re- to, to reach uh, the people, uh, but still focus on experience and focus on adding value.
0: I agree. And Actually, I would I would say that not only Facebook is not dead, but actually Facebook, if you look at the numbers, and I'll share some on 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 the, the page afterwards, it's actually growing and growing and growing. I'm not saying, and we are not saying that it's going to continue to grow over the 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 next 10 years. This is not what we're trying to assess now, but it's still growing, it's still important and uh, to, to you said wrap up because we need to wrap up talking about uh, 2020 so basically only five years. Fred Wilson was a very famous VC based in New York and a, one of the smartest guys in this, in this industry I believe and you should uh, check his, his website said that by 2020 uh, Apple won't be a, a top uh, three tech company but Google and Facebook still will so you can trust him or not, but I, I, I still think that Facebook has relevance. It's it's it is important, no matter the the, the controversies around it. Uh, and on that, uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com/slash/the uh, digital loop, and uh, it, it interact with Ivan and I. And I think I'm going to wrap it up. Though and I'm going to talk again for hours. Ivan, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs>
1: thank you so much, Paul. Great to be back, and uh, see you next week. Exactly, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.